0: Today we're talking about the foundations of good investing. Welcome back to the Financial Freedom System podcast where I help you upgrade your mindset, money and more so that you can live a life full of financial freedom and purpose. In our session today, I've got a lot to share with you about what I think the foundations of good investing are that I think everyone should have as they create wealth in their life. Now, I'm spending a lot of time driving and I really enjoy listening to music, but recently I wanted to make the most out of my time behind the wheel, so I started listening to audiobooks instead and I've got to tell you that I'm really happy that I made that switch. My drives are now filled with me learning so much information or discovering a life-changing framework and I know you're going to get a lot of value if you make this switch two with today's episode sponsor audible you can get one free audiobook for yourself start your free 30-day trial today by visiting financialfreedomsystem.link slash audible and get listening to an audiobook of your choice now investing is something I to be honest never thought I'd do growing up I knew nothing about it I really wasn't interested in doing it and even if I was I had no clue how to start I didn't have any friends who invested If my family did invest, I really had no clue what or where the investments are that they made because it wasn't something that we ever talked about. And I think, I think one of my uncles did some investing, but I thought it was something that you had to have a lot of computers that were flashing green and red graphs and numbers were changing all the time and you had to have a business degree to get started in investing. So it was never something I even considered Doing The only thing I literally knew about investing was when uh, on the news, the signs would pop up um, as they kind of segue from one story to another, talking about the different exchanges the New York Stock Exchange, the London and the Nikkei and the TSX have gone up or down this many points. And I, I, I never knew what that meant, but I knew it went up or down every single day by a different amount. I went to university. I got some summer jobs and then i started putting money away in my bank account and i did what most people did i spent it and one lesson i learned about money was that i was very good at spending my money after traveling for a few years i came back to my hometown i started teaching and i basically settled down but i use that term very lightly because i settled down quote unquote without putting too many permanent roots down i haven't bought a house i'm not married I have no kids my business allows me to work from anywhere anytime and I'm really happy with where I'm at in my life right now. So I share these things with you because they're a really important and integral part of how I got started in investing and how I got started being better with my money and really in the world of personal finance because flashback to me before the age of 27. I knew absolutely nothing about growing my money, and now I've laid out a solid foundation of financial habits that are guiding me to financial freedom. And for many of you listening, you can probably relate to my story about not having any clue on where to get started investing. You might have your own doubts about investing. You might think it's a good thing for someone else to invest their money, but not you. Or you might want to start investing, investing but your limiting beliefs Are holding you back. So to start, I've got a few non-negotiables that for me, I had to get really clear on before I even thought that I would be ready to start investing. And these come together as part of my non-negotiables investing strategy. I told myself that I would only invest my money if I was living on less than I made. I basically see and saw investing as an opportunity to grow my money. And in that case, if I was spending more money than I made every month, I knew that I wouldn't be in a place that I should be investing. I told myself I would only invest my money if I had an established emergency fund. When I first started investing, I started small. So once my emergency fund was set up, that is when I began investing only by investing what I could afford to lose. And now I'm at a place where my emergency fund is set up. I'm also making regular contributions to my emergency fund uh, on top of all the other investing and saving that I do. So I'm really in a good place there, but I knew that I couldn't start investing until this had happened. I also told myself that I would only invest significant amounts of money once I had a plan for my money. I knew I had to spend time learning how to invest or learning why. Uh, investing in individual stocks was riskier than investing into an ETF or how to take advantage of a recession or a correction and a lot more of important investing lessons. So in order to learn these things, I started reading books. Another thing I did is I went deep and I started watching a lot of YouTube videos because there's so much great free content out there as well that I don't think people took and take advantage of. I created a community who Of people who also wanted to create financial freedom in their lives and that's how we got here doing what we do right now which is really cool to see the growth um, as that's grown on YouTube and our podcast and the other platforms that we have but once these three non-negotiables were behind me once I had said hey I've met these things now it's time to do something about this I jumped in I started investing but I knew early on that I had to come up with my rules not somebody else's, but my rules or else I was going to be in over my head. So I created what I call my six principles of successful investing and no lie. These are what I believe are the key foundations of good investing. They are painted on a canvas on my wall and it's above my bookshelf. I can see it right now, but these are the six principles that I have that I believe successful investors do And make and these are things that I have learned from experience where I've made bad investments and I said hey this is what caused me to lose money in this case or this is what caused me to make a bad investment so that's where some of these things come from some of them come from research that I've done and I've watched other people who I think are good successful investors people who are really solid with their money habits And I've combined these things into my six principles. So I'm going to share these with you here. But remember, these are what I believe are the key foundations of good investing. The very first principle is to set a goal. Okay, so we've set a goal. I had to start by looking at the end goal that I had when I first started investing and understand the reason why I wanted to invest. For me, that was to grow my money. That was to build long-term wealth. And that was to create financial freedom. But aside from those three things, yes, it went way deeper than that. And I've talked about how I believe money is a tool we get to use to live out our values. So for me, that meant that investing was essentially a vehicle. It was a tool. It was something that I was using to grow my money so that I could use it to live a life of purpose. And it definitely needs to go that deep i'm a firm believer if we are going to be better with our money we need to understand it's just so much more than a piece of paper or a number that shows up on our bank account right money is a tool that we get to use to live out our values money is a tool that we get to use to live a life of purpose so for me, I like mixing short-term goals that I have with long-term goals, right? I think that's a good way to do it. It allows us to focus on the the things that are right in front of us that we can see, that we can work towards, whether that goal is to get out of debt, whether that goal is to make your first $100,000, whether that goal is to hit a nine-figure net worth, right? It doesn't matter what it is. Mix short-term goals with long-term goals, but I'm telling you now, for me, my end goal is I'm playing to win the long game and I'm not going to lose when it comes to money. Number two, the second principle is making a plan a quote that's guided many things that I do in life, whether we're talking about money, whether we're talking about relationships, whether we're talking about your job, whether we're talking about whatever this quote is, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I definitely believe this applies to lessons about money. I've looked at how much money I was making every single month. And since I'm on a salary, that's pretty easy for me to do because it's consistently the same amount that gets deposited into my bank account every two weeks. And that is great. And I have other sources of income that um, are added into my bank account at different intervals. But for me, taking the salary, I asked myself, what percentage could I live on and not notice a difference and to start that number was 10% for me that meant that every month I took 10% of what I made and I invested that instead so all of a sudden I was living off 90% so I decided where and when those investments would happen so that I already knew what investment I was going to make before I even had the money in my account so I was always one step ahead again because of principle number two because I had a solid plan and i think that's something people out there listening to this you especially might need to consider principle number three was do your research now this is an interesting one because a lot of people i feel want the short term the 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 short-term results the easy access to the end goal the whatever you want to call it Um, They just want things fast and they want things easy. And I think too many people want to see a return on their investments right away. And that would be nice if that happened. Trust me, I love when my money doubles. I love when my money goes higher than that, especially in a short time. That's great. So when people want to see a huge return on their investments right away, they invest their money. And then when it doesn't happen, they get upset. And that probably means that they lose money, maybe even a lot of money. Or they stop investing altogether and i think that these fake expectations of investing comes from a few different things but the one that you can control right now the most common is the fact that most people don't do enough research when it comes to investing they think that they can put their uh, money they can take a thousand dollars two thousand ten thousand doesn't matter how much they can take their hard earned money and make a fast decision that has no research behind it and they expect it to double overnight right I, I that doesn't happen you take your money and put it in an apple that's not going to double for a very long time but it might be a very good investment right you take your money and you invest it into this random cryptocurrency that you got an ad for or that you watched a YouTube video or this other investment that is in the medical field that some coworker you have told you about and you took your investments and moved them all over to that, right? That doesn't happen. Now, very rarely you're going to find something like that that pays off for you. But most of the time, it's just like um MLMs, multi-level marketing schemes, right? 99% of people lose money in those situations. So these fake expectations of investing comes from a few things, but in the end, it comes down to research, in my opinion. So you need to learn where the best places are to put your money. You need to understand that the goal should be not losing money. That should be your very first goal when you're doing your research. Understand how to not lose money. And then once you understand that, you can learn and look at how to grow your money faster as you become more experienced. And A life lesson I can relate this to is remembering um, learning to drive and one of the first lessons that my parents taught me was to drive what they call defensively right defensive driving you never know how other people are going to be driving around you what they're going to be doing who's going to be in the vehicle with them if there's an animal that's going to jump out in front of them or whatever right you never know what's going on so my parents taught me how to drive defensively and I think that people should approach investing the same way, play the defense first before you even think about offense, and then your money will be protected in sports. You've heard the motto that defense wins championships. And when it comes to investing, playing the defense is going to help you grow your money. That is something we're going to talk about in principle number one. Four. So once you know how to play the defense, once you know how to do your research, we've got to talk about what we talk about now in principle number four, which is diversifying your investments. So I knew that I needed to have a solid plan for how I could protect my money, how I could keep my money and be defensive with it. And the more research that I did, the more I learned that I needed to what is called diversify my money. Basically, in my Very short response. Diversification means to protect your money and also to spread out the investments that you make. Maybe across different companies, maybe across different types of investment, maybe across different sectors and different countries. in a lot of different um, other ways we can diversify as well. But if you're looking for a one-step plan, I believe that dollar cost averaging, which means consistently buying into an ETF. Week after week, month after month, year after year, consistently dollar cost averaging into an ETF is the best plan for diversifying your investments. Now, you make one investment, and as a result of doing that, you get exposed to so many companies talking about maybe 500 companies, depending on the type of ETF that you buy. And those companies are spread out throughout multiple sectors. You've got big companies and small companies. You've got tech companies and energy companies, modern companies, traditional companies. It diversifies the investment that you make. I really think that it's the ultimate plan for diversi- diversification, and it's also the simplest. So if you decide to buy a stock of individual companies you have a different approach to take you still want to make sure that you lower your risk by owning stocks in different sectors and by this i mean that you don't want to have 100 percent of your portfolio in one company right now you can make that decision if you're um, doing your research and if you decide that it is right for you And if you talk to people that are really good with their money and if they think your plan is a smart one, if you talk to professional financial advisors, right, that's up to you. But you don't want to have 100% of your portfolio in one company unless you truly understand the risk that you're taking. You're okay with the reality that your portfolio could drop to zero practically overnight if there ever was a problem or a situation that came up, right? That's a risk that people um, might be willing to take given certain scenarios, but for me, that's not something I've ever done and I don't expect that to be anything that I will ever do because diversification is a key part of the principles that I use for investing. Principle number five is no emotional investing. And I've never heard anybody talk about emotions and investing. I also think that emotions are a good thing. They're actually a great thing, in fact. They allow us to experience the highs, the joys, the celebrations of life, but I found that they try so hard to make our journey with money easy. I think about when I was growing up. I was a kid, my family would go into a store, and there were so many times that I wanted something on the shelf, and when my parents wouldn't let me get it, I wasn't very happy about it, and that could have been a bike helmet or that could have been a bag of chips at a hockey game or that could have been whatever you probably have your own personal stories um, those two examples i gave you are things that now my family looks back and laughs about but those are stories that i had in the past that probably i'm glad i'm actually very glad that there weren't cameras around because they weren't my finest moments but i was pretty young and in the end i wasn't happy because i was emotional or i wanted something i thought i should get it and i didn't get it and so there as a result i reacted that way and things like this still happen to me as an adult they still happen to you we see a nice car and we wish we were driving it or our friend buys a new house and we're like why don't we have that or in the invest- investing world um, i watched someone on youtube share how they made a million dollars day trading crypto in 30 days, in a month. And then I try to do it and I lose all of it, right? The, the good news is that I don't cry and I don't throw temper tantrums anymore like I did when I was younger. Um, I'm also now in a place where this is really important. So listen up here. I don't make money decisions based off my emotions because I want to make centered decisions within my values, not decisions that are blurred by my short-term vision. Just to repeat that because I believe this is so important and I believe our emotions are a huge reason that people aren't good at investing and aren't good with money, right? I believe you shouldn't make money decisions based off your emotions. You want to make them based off centered decisions within your values. Hope you enjoyed that principle number five. Principle number six is buying low and selling high. Now, the end goal of investing is to obviously make a profit with your initial investment. And I hope for you that your profit and your return is many multiples of what you put in at the start. In the short term, that's really difficult and highly unlikely. But by holding your investments for years or decades, that's totally possible. My strategy is to make my investments and not look at them. Like, honestly, not look at them. I don't care how they go go up and down or fluctuate daily, weekly, monthly, and really, to be honest, even yearly, I will look at it on a year to year basis to understand where my investments are up or down, but I really don't take any meaning with that. I have a plan and I stick to it. But I've had a few times where I have decided to sell a portion of my stocks because I was in a profit, and this guaranteed that I could never lose money from that investment. So I'm going to talk about what that looks like here. One investment strategy is to make an initial investment, and then once that investment grows above and beyond what you put in, you take that amount out so that you've made your money back. Another strategy, and this is one that I've used recently is when Tesla had a stock split. So the amount of shares that I had was literally tripled overnight. And this meant that I had more shares than I wanted in one particular stock as a rule that I've had and a rule that I've made. So in the end, I sold it. And then as a result of selling it, I was able to make some really good money. And I felt like it was a win-win for me because I had a little bit more cash that I had to do whatever with and then I also have it as a win-win for my portfolio because all of a sudden I had triple the amount of shares in a company that I really believe in. So having a solid foundation when it comes to investing is really important. I trust that what I've shared today helps you get on track and honestly, if you have any questions about what we've talked about, these six principles, if you have any questions about investing, please reach out. If you like what you heard on today's podcast episode and want to learn more about how you can live a life full of financial freedom and purpose, please subscribe to the Financial Freedom System YouTube channel and visit www.financialfreedomsystem.com to sign up for our free five days to financial freedom course. Thanks for listening. Please share and review our podcast on your favorite platform, and I'll see you in the next episode.